Hello, and welcome to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply, where we talk to support professionals from all over the world and discuss what's behind their team's success. This interview is brought to you by Nice Reply, an all-in-one customer satisfaction tool that helps you measure and improve the quality of your customer service. My name is Craig Stoss, and I'm here with Paul Milischauskas, VP of Customer Operations at OmniSend. Welcome, Paul. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. Paul, I, I really wanted to talk to you today about the uh, the evolution of, of building a support organization within a startup. Uh, so maybe we should start with how does a small startup determine at what point to start the support organization? Yeah, it's it's actually a really good question and uh, something that uh, that uh, we at Omniscient had to uh, decide uh, about five or six years ago. Uh, I would say the mindset of uh, the support organization should be there uh, since day one. And uh, that, that will definitely help the company out uh, when growing and uh, when, when building the, the whole team. Um, but if you can, if you can, you can, you should uh, start uh, doing that as soon as possible. And, and uh, I prefer doing that by just looking at the numbers and the data. What does that tell you? Um, so it's a really simple way for a really small startup to just uh, set up an email inbox or or set up a phone number and and just track how many emails, how many phone calls are you getting throughout the day, at what time uh, are you getting those, and how difficult the questions are. Like how how long does it take you to uh, to answer uh, to answer those? Because uh, while you're a small startup, obviously you yourself as a founder or uh, somebody uh, from the development or anybody else will be taking those questions and will be answering them. So uh, you definitely want to track that. And uh, once you're at the point where you understand that you can no longer uh, perfectly do what you're meant to do, this is when you should look for your first hire. And I would say that first hire definitely has to be somebody with an experience because that is going to be the person you're going to build your team around. Um, so, so obviously you, wanna, you want to have somebody who knows what the deal is and how to, to build a team, how to do support uh, and, and so on. And it's really important to not just think uh, through the numbers, but also look at who your customer is and grow along with the customer. So your first hire might be uh, decided upon the numbers, but then you have to look at the customer. Uh, is the customer experienced? Uh, what sort of questions are they asking? Uh, do you want more technical uh, uh, employees or do you, do you need somebody with more empathy? Uh, and uh, this way you will be able to, to identify who exactly you should be focusing on. Uh, and yeah, definitely growing with the customer uh, once you're looking at your second, third, fifth, uh, tenth hire for the customer support team. Along with that, growing with the complexity of the product is really important as well. Uh, because uh, when you're just a startup, uh, your product might be uh, pretty simple. Uh, it's it's uh, easy to understand, and this is something we had at Omniscient when we started out. We were just a simple uh, email marketing platform, and uh, we grew to uh, a fully fledged um, email and uh, SMS uh, marketing automation platform. So obviously, our customer grew as well along with us, and the complexity of the questions grew with that. Uh, so you definitely want to get more experienced people on uh, on the team. You need to you need them to have uh, more knowledge and 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 so on. But in the first days. 
it was quite simple. It 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 wasn't that difficult to understand. We we had to answer pretty uh, easy and and quite standard questions. So obviously it wasn't that hard. So growing along with the customer, growing along with the complexity of the product, is something you have to look at. And obviously looking at the numbers and data. Yes. Yeah, so so a lot of logic in there around around making sure that the customer needs are being met. You mentioned that the first hire needs to have a lot of background in building teams and, and you're, you're trying to hire for a different profile. What do you think differs between that first or maybe even the second hire and then subsequent hires after that? What are the key attributes you look for when you're, you're building out that team wider? Yeah, uh, so one thing is the experience of the person and uh, maybe experience in building a team uh, or working in that position. But I would say um, just looking at the whole support team, uh, I, I, pref I prefer to look at it as a sports team, and uh, I myself uh, like to play and watch uh, basketball. So I, I often like look at it as as an as a basketball te team. You have your power forwards, you have your centers, you have your uh, shooting guards, uh, point guards, etc. Different people with different uh, traits, with different uh, experiences, but they are all playing for the same goal. So. Obviously, your first hire has to be somebody who knows what they're doing. But later on, I would say my top three things that I would be focusing on is empathy, analytical skills, and being a team player. Empathy allows them to better understand and get in the shoes of the customer. And this is definitely the most important trait of, of customer support uh, person. Not necessarily something uh, you uh, you like really quickly identify, but definitely something really important. Then analytical skills help that person to quicker resolve uh, the, the question, find workarounds and stuff like that. And being a team player is important regardless if you're a first hire or a 10th hire. And that's probably coming from the fact that I'm looking at everything through the sports team perspective, but uh, in the support field, you have to work with uh, along with uh, other uh, support agents, you have to work with other teams, you have to rely uh, each on each other. And this is a really, really important trait. Uh, what is really uh, important is to celebrate these things uh, and also to understand the weaknesses of, of the team players. So uh, you obviously will have somebody with more empathy and, and some people with less empathy, some with better analytical skills and some with worse. You have to understand who that these people are, and uh, that will allow you to to better grow the team. So, continuing with the sports team analogy, just as your hiring uh, profiles evolve, your your goals evolve. You might start off learning simpler plays on the court, and then advance as your team gets more comfortable with each other and more skilled. Uh, how do you see this evolution taking place within your support organization? Um. I would say the goal, like for me personally, the goal is always the same. I would say I, I always, like in the past and, and now I see the same goal. We always have to make the customer happy. That's the main goal that we're focusing for. And you you start with simpler metrics. And I would say like you should not be focusing on really high goals. Just make sure that you're covering everything and that uh, you're keeping the customer happy. So that means you have to just focus on the quality. And focusing on the quality since day one is, is probably the most important thing to, to, to have. The, like, 
everybody is going to forgive you the inability to be quick, but nobody is going to be uh, forgiving you for, for uh, providing inaccurate answers or coming up with solutions that don't work and stuff like that. Um, when growing, obviously you wanna start being faster, you wanna start being uh, quicker, and that is going to be a huge, huge challenge because now your goal is sort of shifting. You're, you're already okay with the quality that you provide, but you want to be faster. And that is a huge uh, challenge because you have to focus on the quality plus on top, you have to be quicker. And adding more people to the team does not actually mean that you will be quicker. It might slow you down, actually. Uh, so it's it's really important uh, to to continue with the pace and then to start shifting from the quality, not from the quality, keeping the quality there, but also shifting on the speed, how quickly you can uh, provide the solutions, how quickly you can react uh, to, to any inquiries coming from the customer. And uh, yeah, too often customer support is frowned upon due to either of these reasons, but in most cases it's going to be the quality. So. In the, in the early days, I would just focus on the quality and whatever metrics you have to measure that. I really like the approach that you take where you say the customers might forgive you for speed, but they're not gonna forgive you for the quality of the answers. Uh, one way to improve that speed as you evolve a team is through things like AI and chatbots. How do you see these pieces being added into the evolution of a support team? Yeah, personally, <laughs> If, if you would have asked this question about half a year or a year ago, I would say never. Um, now I have a different understanding and, uh, and uh, thanks to um, our director of customer support uh, who, who definitely challenged me on this one, uh, I changed my mind and I shifted to, to, uh, to a friendlier approach towards uh, AI and chatbots. Uh, basically, when exactly uh, I would say it's, it's, you have to, once again, you have to measure everything. And once you're getting uh, a lot of repetitive questions, uh, questions that can be answered with, uh, with the same answer every single time, this is, this is when you should be starting to look at the number of the questions you're getting. And if you need a, a person to dedicate the whole day answering these questions, this is a good time to, to look into chatbots because a person should be working on more complex cases, should be helping out with something custom. When it comes to really predefined answers, uh, that's not something anybody enjoys doing uh, uh, on a daily basis. Plus on top, the customer should not be waiting uh, for, for 10, 20 uh, minutes or half an hour, an hour if, the if there is a huge load to get an answer where where can they find their invoices for example you know it's it's a predefined answer it's it's always the same and and the question is always the same it might depend on the phrasing but it's still going to be the same and um, now i feel like it's it's definitely a win-win situation for the customer and for the support team uh, you can be uh, quick and uh, you can react quickly uh, the chatbot is there uh, to to respond to these simple questions repetitive questions with repetitive answers and the customer is getting great experience uh, we're seeing some really good numbers uh, in in the resolution time and uh, the quality of the resolution when 
for example, the chatbot does not is not able to handle uh, that conversation is immediately handed over to the teammate, and this is something that I I, I feel like everybody should be uh, should be considering not just using chatbots but using them as a help to the customer support team uh, to take the load off the re- with the repetitive questions and then freeing up their hands and making sure that. Uh, customer support agents can focus on more complex cases and helping out uh, with with something more uh, more difficult rather than just telling where to find one thing or the other. Uh, and yeah, I think that one thing is really important to understand that there is going to be a necessity of constant upkeep. So uh, you will definitely need somebody overlooking uh, these chatbots and making sure that the content over there and that the answers over there are are correct. All in all, at the end of the day, uh, I would prefer not putting too many things and not giving too many responsibilities for chatbots because people will still prefer to talk to people. Yeah, so chatbots can be used effectively, uh, but shouldn't be overused. It makes a, a lot of sense. People do prefer to talk to people. One of the final evolutions of a support team is to start looking at remote or outsourced teams. How can these types of teams be used effectively to bolster a support organization? Yeah, at Omniscient, we we are actually a remote organization ourselves. We uh, we work uh, from five countries, uh, two continents, and we're about hundred people uh, right now. Um, it's definitely challenging, and it it has its own its own um, negative sides, but it it brings a lot of benefits, especially if the company has the right attitude. Um, it's for, for, from my uh, perspective, uh, I think it's really important to to understand that if you're working with a remote support team or even if it's an outsourced remote support team, uh, that's extremely uh, in, uh, especially important in, in such case is to include them uh, in everything. Meetings, uh, share of knowledge, celebrations, achievements, uh, sharing the culture of the company and the values of the company. Because otherwise what you will end up is is just another uh, team that does not necessarily uh, know how, to, like what sort of a tone uh, the company should have, what sort of a tone should be used in the conversations, uh, what, uh, how, how to handle uh, one or the other uh, quite complex um, uh, issue, uh, not necessarily, you know, just looking from the technical side, but looking from like human side uh, and and not considering a t- that team uh, just a satellite. Uh, regardless of where the team is, uh, it definitely needs to to feel like they're uh, part of the part of the team. And I, I feel like we have the the benefit within the company. This is this is the huge benefit of like regardless of where you're working from, you're still part of the team. And this means that uh, the whole organization has to dedicate themselves. The, the whole organization has to have the right values and the whole organization has to understand that regardless if it's just one team or if the whole organization is working this way, there has to be measures to, uh, to help this, this team out. So like looking from, from our perspective, it hasn't been a challenge. Definitely, some of the questions were there that wouldn't wouldn't have been if the the team was was here, uh, like in in one single place. But eventually, it became a benefit because we are able to offer twenty four seven customer support, which would be so much more difficult 
for us if it was just people in one office. And and also this this also meant uh, quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of strength while while becoming a fully remote organization as well. Paul, the evolution you shared here, starting out from your first hire and the skill sets that person needs, and then evolving that as you grow the team into empathy, you know, making sure that the quality is is always good, and then increasing the speed over time. Uh, adding in your chatbots and your AIs, and then going into 24 by 7. Uh, I mean, this this is just a great uh, insight that can be used by anyone starting a support team. And I want to thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Craig. And thank you all for listening to Customer Experience Leaders Chat by Nice Reply with today's guest, Paul Milosevskis from Omniset. Please make sure to check out other support interviews and more quality content at NiceReply.com. At NiceReply.com.